It's not every day that you get to perform a scientific trick in front of a large crowd that truly surprises them. On the 9th of August 2019, in a lecture hall in Mauritius, I managed to shock just such an audience using little more than a glass bell jar, a cotton pad, and a small quantity of anaesthetic. My drug of choice was one which veterinary surgeons use on horses, cats and dogs to make them temporarily and safely unconscious. Many people in the audience had probably taken a pet to the vet at some point, seen it slide gently into sleep, but they had never seen a demonstration like this before. It was the perfect setting for something curious and apparently impossible to happen. Mauritius is one of a group of Indian Ocean islands that, as a result of their isolation, were once full of wonderfully bizarre plants and animals. They are just close enough to mainland Africa and the island of Madagascar for an eclectic cast of species to have made the journey over, but sufficiently far away that these creatures spun off on their own strange evolutionary adventures once they settled in. The results include the roaming giant tortoises, bouclier doré shrubs with blood-red flowers, burrowing boas, wispy fleur-de-lis, and, of course, the enigmatic dodo. Since Europeans arrived on the previously uninhabited island at the end of the 16th century, many of these species have been lost or imperiled. I had made the trip there for several reasons. The first was an invitation to talk at a special meeting organised by the Institut Bon Pasteur. Footnote. Institut Bon Pasteur, IBP, is a private company whose unique venture is the GEM Training and Service Centre for Geographic Medicine, with which Minimal Intelligence Laboratory was developing a collaboration. The director is Zoe Rosa, my host in Mauritius. End footnote. The second was to search for the 18 species of wild vine that grow only in Mauritius, to use for my research at the Minimal Intelligence Laboratory, Mint Lab, in Murcia in Spain. These vines have not been meddled with as domestic species have been. They are wild inhabitants of the tiny areas that remain of Mauritius's once sprawling natural forests. Footnote. Only about 2% of Mauritius's healthy native forests remain, most in remote and less accessible regions of the island and offshore islets. End footnote. For me, they had irresistible experimental potential, so much so that I was willing to travel halfway across the globe to find them. My talk was in the evening, so earlier that day I had gone vine hunting with Jean-Claude Savathian, an expert caretaker of the island's rare plants. Several subspecies of the island's plants even bear his name. From a moving jeep, his eyes could pick out the vine's sinuous forms from the dense rainforest foliage with the most incredible accuracy. Some of the species we searched for were only found in Mauritius's most remote, densely forested reserves, so we were venturing into territory rarely explored by humans. As we sped through the bush, I couldn't help but think of a young Charles Darwin seeking out plant specimens in little-known island regions, though he had reached his by ship, rather than via the expediency of air travel. As we scoured the thick green foliage, I imagined him looking for the first time at species he had never imagined existed. Darwin viewed plants and animals as integral parts of their environment, inextricably woven into the tapestry of relationships with the organisms around them. For him, an animal or plant could only be understood when viewed within this network, 
A specimen abstracted to sterile laboratory surroundings gave only a partial picture. If we could see life even a little more in the way that Darwin did, our experience of it would be far richer. I had a third agenda for these explorations too. I was on the lookout for a suitable patient for my anaesthesia demonstration. I needed one that might be familiar to the audience, could be easily enclosed in my bell jar, and that would be sensitive to anaesthetic. In one of the parks studded with the humped backs of giant Mauritian tortoises, I found a few perfect subjects. They appeared fairly shy and recoiled when touched, but I left them alone for the afternoon to give them a chance to relax. That evening, I introduced myself to the audience and told them what I was planning to do to the organism sitting on the table next to me. I smiled to myself at the mix of quizzical and sceptical faces that looked back. I made sure that they could all see as I brushed the patient lightly, and it folded itself up as it had done in the forest.' 